All right, welcome back to another episode of the Cody Tucker Show. As always, I'm your host, Cody Tucker. Be sure to like and subscribe, all that good stuff. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest, the one and only comic extraordinaire, Drew Morgan. How's it going, man? Good. That's a good intro. I like that. Trying my best, man. Trying my best. It's normally porn stars, but, you know. Is that true? Well, that seems to be a lot of the the guests recently, so, you know. That rules. Well, it's all right, I suppose, you know, it's a, it's a living. Well, it's not, I mean, it's interesting, but it's interesting to me because I'm genuinely curious. Are they on though? Like, are they, for lack of a better word, performing or do they talk to you like for real? No, talk for real. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. genuinely interesting. No, it's awesome. Like, it's very much like not probably what you would expect. Like, it's just kind of a normal conversation that just happens to involve a lot of talk about, like, butt plugs and stuff. Yeah. So, your shirt, I assume you know who Conrad Thompson is. Um, I don't think so. Okay. He's got he's got a few wrestling podcasts, and he's okay. got some stuff with AEW. I think he's okay. also married to Ric Flair's daughter. Charlotte Flair? Yeah. Congratulations. Or, uh, or maybe the other one. I don't know. Yeah. I, I know him a little bit. I've done his podcast a few times. He had a live show. And Whitney Wright was going to be on the live show. Uh She was backstage and I got to talk to her. And at the time I was touring with Trey Crowder, uh, AKA the liberal redneck. Yeah. And we were doing the well-read comedy tour, like well-read, like smart redneck. Uh And I guess she's from a tiny, tiny town in Oklahoma. Yeah. 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 And she started talking to me about being from rural America to living in (laughs) California. And I was like, this is surreal. You know? Oh yeah. I was like, yeah, my parents don't really get what I do. She's like, yeah, my parents don't really get what <laughs> yeah, I do either. Yeah, what a shock. Yeah, yeah. no, I know. Like, That's, yeah, dude, most of them are. Like, most of the people I've talked to, they're from, like, tiny-ass little towns like me and you. Like, yeah. like I'm from a small-ass town in Texas, too. And, like, there's a lot of them that are from, like, suburbs of, like, you know, Dallas, San Antonio, whatever. But, yeah, a lot of them are from, like, super small fucking towns. So, it's kind of crazy. Like, that's a jump, man. <laughs> yeah, dude, I couldn't imagine it. I mean, shit, if I could get paid for it, I'd do it. But you know, really? Uh, well, I don't know. I might have <laughs> shot myself in the foot on that. Actually, probably. Uh, I, I wasn't going to offer you. To do. Yeah, I wasn't going to offer you money necessarily. No, I just no. uh, the reason I said really is uh, we have a lot of gay fans. Just yeah. happen to be like what we do attracted a lot of southern gay men. I started working with OnlyFans as a comic because yeah. OnlyFans is doing comedy now and they paid me a good amount of money. I'm very pleased with my relationship with them to do like a 10 minute set and start promos and stuff. Yeah. And a lot of my fans are like, okay, but when are you going to show the dick though? And the money just keeps going up and you're like, ah, <laughs> oh, so do you have a, do you have a point where you're like, all right, it's coming out now. <laughs> Sure. I, I don't know if I'll say out loud what it is because it's gotcha. like whatever that number is, A, it's not you don't know for sure till it's in front of you. Yeah, that's true. For but sure. B, if you say something like lower than you would want me, like you know, like if my mom were listening, if she were a fan of your show, and if she is, of well, course. My mom well, listens to the Cody Tucker show. Well, I don't think so. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> There's she nothing was. for her here. Right. Yeah. What number would not disappoint her? Yeah, what point would she be like, oh, my son's got more, you know, self-esteem than that? Yeah, she's like, it's been a while since I've seen your dick, but it's worth more than that. Come on. Yeah, yeah, true. I mean, weeks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think, uh, I mean, for me, it'd probably be like 10 grand. To show your dick? Or to do porn? Well, now that I said it, I feel like a real, you know, hoity-toity asshole. If I say in 10 grand, probably a grand, I'd show it for a grand. You'd show it to a person for a grand, but putting it on the internet is such, such a different level. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So 1500. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really probably, I mean, it'd be probably like 1500. I don't care. I mean, I'd show it to most adults just if they really wanted me to probably. So. Oh yeah. Oh, even if they didn't want me to, I mean, you know, there's, trust me, there've been people who've seen it that were word got back that they were not impressed so you not know, impressed I, no i gotta i mean trust me i've been drunk and done some things where i mean nothing illegal obviously you know <laughs> but um you know we're just trying to just trying so, to have fun out there we're having fun here guys 
Yeah, yeah, this isn't, yeah. Oh boy, this isn't good. Uh, okay, so uh, <laughs> so do you have anything you'd like to promote? Uh, <laughs> where, can people, <laughs> yeah. where can people find you, all that good stuff? Onlyfans.com. Uh, no, I mean, you can't find me there. All my That's awesome. All my yep. handles are at Drew Morgue Comedy without the A-N. Whatever first one I ever did, probably Twitter, the A-N wouldn't fit. And then oh, I just okay. try to be consistent. Uh, so you yeah. can find me on most socials with that. I'm mostly active on Instagram. Yeah, got yeah, yeah. Dude, I mean, your clips are amazing. Thank like, you. Oh, dude, I guess if I'm plugging. Awesome. Thank yeah, you. yeah. I got a special on Amazon Prime. Uh, you can type in Well Read Comedy Central and find a bunch of sketches I did with my writing partners on Comedy Central's stuff. Mm. Uh, those were very successful. Uh, I got a book with Trey, but you know who wants to read? Just go for the content, baby. True. Yeah, I mean, readings for dorks. I mean, this isn't nerds. Yeah, this is 2023, man. Reading is. Yeah. reading so fucking 1990 yeah dude. <laughs> i actually i read fucking religiously it's pretty obvious uh from your clips and you know, no you. offense but from the first five minutes of talking to you you've got like that uh that look in your eye of like uh academics and jokes are the only thing keeping me alive right now homie. pretty much man that's about it yeah and taco bell but yeah. yeah 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 it's a lot of tea bell i'm on a gold gold plus card already so hell yeah dude yeah yeah that's uh that pretty much sums it up i mean yeah, yeah. what's what's the order give me the t-bell order Oh, this is sad. Okay. All right. Oh, so if, you if you don't want to oh like, no just, what do you like i just want i just Please. want to get in no there. no no i trust me i've said horribly embarrassing stuff about myself on here uh and that's usually just talking to nobody so this at least will give me you know some kind of feeling of you know human interaction so it's normally two five layer burritos two of the gorditas whatever the soft taco fried taco thing is yeah and then a chicken quesadilla okay yeah like and that yeah and that's pretty much gone in about six minutes flat sure um yeah. one time me and some of my comic friends did what we call the Taco Bell Challenge, uh -huh. where there were five of us. You had to eat $100 worth of Taco Bell in an hour without ordering any salads. And this was like 2014. So oh, inflation, that $100 goes a long way. Yeah, we failed. We actually failed to do really? it. Really? Oh, yeah. you should have. Man, I would have I would have cleaned up for you. I'd have been the well, relief pitcher for sure. I think one of our problems was we asked the big guy who we thought was a, just a sure fire way to get this done. Yeah. And it turns out he had like all these weird allergies. And at first, <laughs> at first it was funny because we were getting a lot of jokes that I was like, dude, how are you going to be fat and allergic to everything? Like that's amazing. Turns out yeah. he was allergic to vegetables. So that's oh, what was going okay. on. Sure. Yeah. So am I. Yeah. yeah. Deathly allergic to vegetables and whole grain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I am uh, allergic to shellfish, actually, which makes oh, yeah? me feel like such a bitch saying out loud. Why? But, I don't know. Other than toxic masculinity, just because that's like, about it. I mean, that shit's nailed deep into me. I mean, I got to try Texas. Uh, that's yeah, right. I get it, dude. And it, yeah. you know, I'm out. I do comedy. I live in California, and like, there's there's all of this push to like, you know, improve ourselves, which is healthy, I think. Yeah. But with that one. Gen Z wants to act like they're mm -hmm. done with it, and they're yeah. so very not. Nah. They're like, they're like, nah. we wear girls' shirts and pierce our ears. It's like, yeah, our <laughs> older brothers did that in the eighties. Yeah, I was they gonna... still couldn't look their dad in the eye. No, I was gonna say, watch Purple Rain. Yeah, Boy, Prince was the hottest woman on that movie. Dude, Roadhouse. Oh my the, god, it's a badass movie, but the hair was looking fly with the Lost feather. Boys, dude. There Lost Boys is like, I mean, yeah, that'll make you question yourself real quick when you see right. Kiefer Sutherland, that raspy Ooh. voice. So it was, was uh, 19 years old in that movie. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah, Jesus. It was, uh, it was Sam uh, Elliott for me. So, how's that for daddy issues? Oh um, boy, yeah, <laughs> Sasparilla. There you go. Yeah, yeah that's uh, <laughs> oh, Elliott. Yeah. <laughs> Sasparilla. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then you see on the internet though, they're like the kids are like, "Don't eat a glizzy in public, or you'll look gay." Boy. And I'm like, first of all, if you're worried about how you look while you eat, you're gay, which is fine. Just be gay. Yeah. Oh yeah. And there's second, nothing wrong. Second with of that. all, like, 
how are we still doing this? How are True. we still doing this? How is oh, this dude. still the bit? Oh, if I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. I'll eat my damn corn on the cob long ways. I mean, I'll, <laughs> dude, I don't, I'm not worried about nothing. I will eat my hot dog sideways, though. Not from like a fear of being gay, but just because it makes people super uncomfortable when you eat that so much <laughs> like that. That's great. That's really funny. Oh, yeah, dude. Toppings first, man. Always. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's. Do you put ketchup on hot dogs? How do you feel about that? I'm fine with ketchup on anything, first of all. Mm. Uh, I will put ketchup on a hot dog. It's not necessarily my top condiment, but dude, I'll put people put ketchup on steak. Go for it if that's how you want to eat your steak. True. Go for it. Yeah. I mean, in doubt, if you're not, I mean, when in doubt, if you're not hurting anybody, you should be able to do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. But ketchup on hot dog, I don't know, man. You're not it's into not it. my thing. No, nah, I mean, yeah, mustard, mustard and like sauerkraut if it's available. Uh, yeah, I like that combo. I'll tell you a combo I like at a gas station, though. Mm-hmm. Raw onion and ketchup. And part of that is like, okay. they can't fuck up the raw onion. No. Sometimes it's gas raw. station chili is just, what are we, ugh, you know? Yeah. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. it's good. Yeah, depends on how many natural lights you had before you walked into that gas sure. station. Sure, but if it's, yeah. you know, road trip, 12, sober. Yeah, yeah. It's lunchtime. Heinz ketchup know what it tastes like mm-hmm. raw onion pretty sure i know what this is going to taste like right not right. a bad hot dog that's that's fair that's fair for sure my like see i never go for the uh the warm foods on a road trip i always snack it up yep. uh bacon cheddar fries like the chips you know and then uh oh the, ch- oh, the bag of chips that are yeah the bag of chips it's like bacon cheddar fries they're just like fried potato i mean it's the worst thing ever i thought you were running a bit on me i thought because you said no man, I don't need real. anything hot. You know, bacon cheddar fries. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what? Eat those cold? Yeah, put them in a blast chiller first. Man. <laughs> Any cold yeah. fries? Dude. Trying to get botulism, man. I need to lose some pounds. <laughs> dude, there's nothing worse than cold fries. Is oh. there anything more different that's the same thing than hot fries and cold fries? Ooh, man, reheating fries is. There's something that happens in that cool down process. Yeah. Have you ever reheated McDonald's fries? That'll make yeah, you feel like you're one rubber. step from homeless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, like, I, yeah, I have over a barrel once. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Rocky Balboa was walking by while we were yeah. singing a cappella. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, I, uh, yeah, I've done it before once. I mean, hung over as shit, but I did it. And... Well, you got to reheat them, though, because there's something so uh, weird yeah. that happens when fries get cold. I was trying to think just now what to compare it to. It's the only thing I can compare it to. So I don't know what your podcast is like. Sorry if this is gross. Is it? Oh no, you're fitting in. Trust okay. me. Okay, you've been having sex and you try to go well without a condom with somebody you're in a relationship of course. with, and yeah. then you try to go back to condoms and you're like, "This is no. the same thing," Hell but no. it's not the same thing. Oh no, it's like tying your shoes after you take them off. Who the fuck's doing that? Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. cold fries where you're like, I know this is a fry, but it's completely different than anything I've ever experienced. Before. Yeah. No, it's bad, dude. And like the thicker the fry, the worse. Like oh. McDonald's really is the best one for it because they have some pretty thin little fries. Okay, crunchy or mushy. Do you like the crunchy ones? Or Because I actually, I'm a weirdo and I like the long mushy ones. I'm a crunchy boy. Hmm. Yeah. Strike long, one, I guess. Long mushy. I'm a, yeah, I'm a long short crunchy. All right. Yeah, long mushy in more ways than one. My man. <laughs> Hell yeah. So you grew up, where'd you grow up in Tennessee? Sunbright? Isn't that something? I thought I heard that on something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I just put a clip out where a guy in the crowd had actually heard of it and it freaked me out. Yeah, it was in the Army or something. Yeah. Or his yeah. Army buddy or something. Yeah. He was yeah, in the yeah. Army, but yeah, his Army buddy had told him about Sunbright, um, yeah. allegedly. I still think he might have been lying. I agree. I've, I've smelled bullshit pretty quick. Well, I told him in the clip I'd give him $100. If he could tell me anything about it, Shit, I'll lie after, about anything for a hundred bucks. After the show, he didn't push me for that hundred. That's why I'm like, yeah, that's what I he lied. lied. Yeah, but that's nice of him to not try to collect. Yeah, yeah, he's a moral liar. He's in the army. Honorable man. Yeah, but a liar nonetheless. But a liar nonetheless. Yeah, <laughs> Pat Tillman. All right, uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> not the wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Not that Pat Tillman was a liar. The army lying about Pat. I, I shouldn't have said any of that. So, anyways, um, I thought uh, I thought me and you just had our first major disagreement. I was like, all right, I'll I'll, I'll let it go. No, I no, no, Pat no. Tillman got killed for what he said. Well, well yeah. <laughs> sorry, Chris Kyle is actually better uh, representation of a liar from the military, according to Joseph Ventura, which he's never lied about anything. So, <clears throat> you know. He's the body and the, the mind body, reason. 
Yeah. The only libertarian I respect. Dude. Sorry, Texas listeners. (laughs) No, you're good. None of us are libertarians. All the ones who think they are are really just hardcore Republicans. Right. Right. And they're like, no, I'm a libertarian. I'm like, no, you're not. Like, do you like gay marriage? And they're like, hell no. I'm like, well, that just kind of narrow, puts the nail in the coffin on that right. one, boy. Right. Yeah. Do you want yeah. the trash man to come? Be fucking better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. If your house is on fire, you can put it out yourself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hell no. Like, well, yeah, yeah. Libertarian down the drain then. Boy. So what's the population of Sunbright, Tennessee? 600. Oh, uh, fuck me. <laughs> Six man live- football? Is that a thing there? I mean, it's a thing it's, in Texas. I don't know. It's if not a thing everywhere. in Tennessee. Okay. Um, we are single A. I yeah. live outside of the city limits in a community called Burville. <laughs> outside so, like, of the city limits of a 600 person the city. The suburbs of Sunrise, where I'm from, baby. <laughs> yeah, there's three people and a stray dog. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, well, I guess I say that because, like, we didn't play six man football. I graduated high school with 43 people. Now, I started high school with like 65. Okay. Damn, you graduated top 50 of your class then. <laughs> I sure did. I was, well, it's funny. I was actually, I was genuinely the valedictorian, but I always joke like, it was like me and two other people who could read. <laughs> yeah, you know what stiff I mean? competition. I mean, yeah, yeah, right. Well, my friend Austin was like third or fourth. He's like a fucking engineer at Denso now or Jesus. something. Yeah. And I was like asked him once, I was like, hey man, so clearly as time has progressed, you were the smartest person why didn't you make a grace? And he's like, Oh dude, I just fucking hated English class. It's like, damn, for That's years, fair. I really thought I was smarter than you. And it like, it was kind of keeping <laughs> me going dog. Yeah. Dude, he's like, I'm yeah, you, you needed it. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm with you. I mean, I was like a very, I think decently smart kid. And then by the time high school kicked in, I just stopped caring about any of it. Started smoking a lot of weed, which, you know, that'll really oh, do yeah. it to you. And got really into the doors which i don't know if that's related or not but it seems to be i got into um, pink floyd oh yeah 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 when you're 16 getting high listening to comfortably numb you feel like your world is changing mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah oh yeah i'd do the same thing i'd watch that doors movie with val kilmer and i'd be like yes. god damn i want to be jim morrison so bad buddy i used to have a bit about that uh, it was a joke about Jim Morrison, but it was really just about Val Kilmer as Jim Morrison. Amazing. He's more Jim Morrison than Jim Morrison. He is to me. Yeah. Yeah. When I see pictures of Jim Morrison, I'm like, that doesn't look like Jim Morrison. Dude, that's Val so Kilmer funny. looks like Jim Morrison. I saw a clip three days ago of Val Kilmer. Fuck, I just did it. Jim Morrison uh, <laughs> comforting a woman backstage. With the, she got hit in the head with the chair. Dude, I saw it too. He's like, it's uh, it looks to be coagulating. Yeah, when he's <laughs> and I was looking at that and I was like, man, look at this fake ass Jim Morrison. This is fake. Oh, yeah. wait, no, it's not. I'm an idiot, dude. Crazy. I know, man. I saw that same thing. I was like, God, Jim Morrison is so weird. Anyone saying co- anyone who's not a doctor saying the word coagulating sounds like a fucking weirdo. <laughs> he was a weirdo, yeah. Well, I mean. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Well, his dad started Vietnam, so that'll that'll do something for you. What? Oh, did you know that? Okay, so um, I was hoping I was gonna get to learn something. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um. Well, I hate to. I mean, it's a repeat of a video I already did, but whatever. If it's new to you, so um, Val. God damn, I did it too. (laughs) Jim Morrison's dad, um, was the admiral of the navy during the Gulf of Tonkin, and he basically led the Gulf of Tonkin, you know, which started Vietnam. His dad was also part of like the nuclear arms tests back in the day. Like, I mean, his dad was high. high. There's actually a real conspiracy about, which I don't know. Are you into conspiracies? Sometimes. I love, I, love yeah. them. I mean, I don't necessarily believe yeah, yeah. any of them. No, they're, I definitely think they're fun. I hate how they all love them in with the Jews seemingly these days. Well, you know, I mean, you listen to enough Kanye albums, <laughs> you know, that'll do it yeah. to you. Um, uh, so apparently all of the, a lot of the musicians from the sixties, LA scene had yeah. parents who were high ranking military people. And that there's this idea that those musicians were writing music to try to like diminish the anti-war movement. Uh, so like a and basically becoming field. drug addicts yeah. and stuff like that to try to basically make the anti-war movement seem like it was only hippies. When in reality, the original anti-Vietnam movement were like collegiate, you know, academic types. 
So just so I can understand the, the conspiracy theory, I'm walking yes. myself through it. Okay. The, the, the idea is that these people tried to make the anti-drug and hippie movement look stupid. Yes. So it's so hilarious how much yeah. it backfired. We're like Morrison's <laughs> sure crawling around on the floor talking about how he's the fucking lizard king. Uh-huh. And the CIA's like, see, this will make kids like war. And kids were yeah. like, nah, dude, this fucking rules. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Like it was basically like all of those people before they became like hippie rock stars were pretty intelligent academic types. Like Jim Morrison went to, you know, Florida state, then went to UCLA, like very smart. Paragon of academia, Florida state. Well, I know I did just realize that (laughs) Florida state is not exactly inching the party there, dude. Oh yeah. They're pretty smart. They can really do some math on a beer bong, but yeah. Or the ones that, learn how to give a uh, donate blood the night the day before they drink so then get fucked up more that's ingenuity yeah. okay but to be fair i feel like a lot of artists have an intelligent background like yeah it's not shocking to find out any artist who is successful because a there's some intelligence involved in creating art and being creative but b making it in any industry probably requires some sort of if not hard intelligence emotional intelligence yeah so Agreed. i wonder but like you're saying more than one. So who were the other kids whose parents were literally? Uh, so all of Crosby, Stills and Nash based. Well, not Graham Nash. I think he's British, but uh, David Crosby and Stephen Stills, apparently uh, Grace Slick from, you know, Jefferson Airplane. And then a lot of the dudes in Jefferson Airplane. Um, there's like some theory about like Big Brother and the holding company, like not Janis Joplin, but the other people that were in the band, like pretty much all of them had parents who were high-ranking military people during the onset of vietnam and not politicians no 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 not politicians actual military like high-ranking military officers now whether that makes it more interesting the fact that it's yeah oh sorry what oh no no no, i was just gonna say like no matter there's no telling whether any of this is actually you know true i mean i mean it is true that they were in the military like high-ranking but like so were a lot of people's parents probably I mean, not real. Like, if you just do simple math in terms of occupations, not necessarily. If it were politicians True. and captains of industry, I would be like, yeah. well, yeah, rich people's kids get to do whatever they want. They get to spend their 20s figuring out art. So a lot of them are successful. And then the war happened to be going on. So captains of industry and politicians would be involved in the war just because that's what captains of industry and politicians do. But if they're specifically high-ranking military officials, it's it's harder to coincidence it. Well, true, but also they all grew up in Laurel Canyon, in the Laurel Canyon area, which before it became like a hippie commune was like a high, was basically where military families lived. That's crazy. So it's not, so like, it makes it a little bit more um, not as much of like a crazy coincidence. Like whenever they all grew up in the same small area of, you know, Los Angeles of South, you know, Southern California. So Laura Canyon is not like huge. I mean, especially back then. I mean, I'm sure it's different now, but it's not big at all, but even that let's walk through it. Okay. Sorry, you probably brought me on to be like the comedic levity, and it's not like just to talk about this. this. Yep. (laughs) A lot of military folks live in Laurel Canyon at the time, is what you're saying. When they're when these Mm -hmm. folks are children, that's the conspiracy. Yes. So they grow up. That's part of that. Yeah. At some point, for people who don't know, Laurel Canyon was the only thing I can compare it to that people probably have a reference point for is like Greenwich Village. Mm hmm when the beatnik period where it's like everyone's yeah. working with each other and meeting each other and going to the same. So Laurel Canyon is Graham Nash is one of the main ones I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah. yeah. When did it change though? Like that's the part that I'm like, mm-hmm. you're like, Oh, it's a coincidence. Well, okay. Well, why did that become the hotbed though? Well, so pre onset of Vietnam, it's where a lot of the military families live. They all live in the, of the same community, but then because their kids were musicians, and became rich, they ended up just buying the homes from their parents so that they just naturally already grew up in Laurel Canyon. So they just stayed in but that, Laurel Canyon. That doesn't really do anything to counteract the conspiracy theory though, because in that mm. story, they got big as musicians before they turned Laurel Canyon into 
the hotbed of entertainment that it was for about eight years. So well, pretty much, yeah. The question is, why did all these militaries, people's children's, become musicians? That's where the conspiracy lies. That's a good point, and that is where it all falls to pieces. I think, as most conspiracies <laughs> do. <laughs> really, no, once I, you talk I, no, about I'm it for arguing, more than ten I'm, minutes, I'm, it's no, it, I'm yeah. arguing it's still juicy. Oh, it is because there are still weird connections and like the whole idea of them being like psyops is like the, that's yeah. a word that comes up a lot when looking into that conspiracy. Um, Do you know now, about the one, yeah. the Russian mm-hmm. one? Ooh, I, I don't know. Maybe. The 80s band Hurricane? Ooh, no, I don't know this one. Uh, let me send a text out real quick. We'll finish talking about the other one and my friends will get back to me, trust me, because they're watching the game right now. Okay, gotcha. And don't let me forget, there's one about the scorpions that's really good. That's what too. I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, about when to change. Yes, it yeah. was. The, it was the Germans, right? Not the Russians. Yes, yeah, German. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. About of uh, East, East Germany. Yeah. That was well, like, West Germany trying to. Yeah. It yeah, was yeah. actually a psyop, and it actually worked as a hit. Yes. Yeah. It was written for the scorpions by the basically like the German government and the american government to try to like create an alliance with germany and the u.s and to usher in like the fall of the soviet union and it was a hit <laughs> oh yeah a and big the soviet one. union did fall yeah hmm. yes all hail scorpions damn they did it they, they cured the world a band that really isn't that good cured the entire world <laughs> So break on through to the other side really is about fascism, but it's yes. pro. Well, the doors, I mean, even just diving into the doors, their music is very like pro fat, like kind of like anarchist. Like it's not hippie music the same way that like, um, you know, the mamas and the papas is sure. Like it's like dark. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously there's like, you know, uh, what's the one love street and some of those bullshit songs, but like, you know, when the music's over, like five to one is about gang fights against the cops. Like it's, yeah, but that's what the warriors is based on. No, no, it's not pro military, but it is like pro fighting authority, which is what they were trying to get the hippies to. They're basically just trying to like sneak in with the hippies and make the hippies join the anti-war movement is allegedly what the conspiracy is because everybody oh, hates they hippies. the hippies to join the anti-war yes, movement because to make it look because uh, it would be pretty credible if it's all academics who are talking anti-Vietnam. But if you just have a bunch of dirty, smelly hippies doing it, people are like, ah, whatever, like this is all a bunch of bullshit. And then you have people like Nixon and Reagan who are like massively anti-hippie, which also makes them massively anti-anti-war. That's a beautiful thought. It's dark and gross, but it's a beautiful thought to think, okay, how can we get Americans to come together? We can't get them to agree on anything that they like, Mm -hmm. but we can get them to agree on something they hate. Yeah. Hatred is more powerful than love. It definitely is. We should, we should come up with our own right now. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't kill a million people because you love something so much. You kill. I don't want to kill anybody. I just want to make Americans come together. Hmm. Amish. That's who we should hate. Nobody oh, likes the Amish, dude. Too late. <laughs> I'm That's already on you. Nobody likes you. them. I've yeah. never met anyone who likes the Amish. Yeah, because they suck. I mean, they it's a... <sighs> I mean, you're not better than us. No. You fucking Abraham Lincoln looking piece of yes. shit. Just because, I mean, for them to think that like our society and our inventions are somehow like we're ruining things, you, fuck you. And, I mean, and then look what happens when they all go on that damn rumspringer. They all end up being like, oh, this is way better. Way better. <laughs> like, yeah, it is. Like, TV is awesome. The only ones who go back are the ones who are like, I got addicted to fucking crack in three weeks. Yeah. And I got to go back to the farm now. Well, yeah. guess what? That's making your society worse. All the good ones are gone. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean. They're yeah, fixing the Amish- racism in my hometown, though. That's a good thing. Really? Yeah, so with the advent of the internet and like farmland being posted online, mm-hmm. I had an influx of Mexicans and Amish around the same time in my very white rural southern town. And at first, as That's you might good. imagine, 
a lot of old boys were like, goddamn Mexicans coming in here, ruining oh, this yeah. town. Yeah. Fast forward about five years, they're all friends with the Mexicans, and they're all like, fuck the goddamn Amish. <laughs> yeah. The horses shit in the Dollar General parking lot. They never clean it up. Yeah. They're selling Which, the fucking kids yeah. underage tobacco products. It's yeah. funny because the Amish are doing all the things they accused Mexicans of doing for years, <laughs> like living 15 to a house, not uh, paying taxes, sharing a social security number, all looking the same. Basically yeah. all the things. Yeah. Yeah. The Amish are the Mexicans of 200 years ago and today. <laughs> Why don't the Amish are the, the Amish? The Amish are the Mexicans of your racist father's wet dream. That's, yeah, well. I think mine was creeping in a little bit on my, <laughs> yeah, damn, that's a, yeah, it is true. I mean, the Amish are definitely a group I can really get behind hating. I mean, I already kind of have Mennonites too. Mennonites are just half-ass Amish. Either do JV. it or don't. Yeah. Yeah. In the yeah. fucking G League for being Amish. Oh, exactly. Yeah. They're the, um, what's it called when you don't know if you believe in God? Uh, oh my God. Gnostic, agnostic. Agnostics? They're the ag agnostics of Amish. I also don't like when people say they're agnostic because I'm like... That's bullshit. Yeah. Well, it's just like, yeah, we all are, dude. That's not yeah. the question I asked you. <laughs> I asked you if you believed in God, not if you yeah. knew a word I didn't know, you piece yeah, of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, uh, I used to say that I was agnostic because I thought it meant like just sounded better. Everybody be like, did for yeah. that reason. yeah. And because if I said I was an atheist, I felt like I was going to be a complete asshole and I didn't feel like starting some massive fight. Turns out agnostic, saying you're agnostic kind of does too when you live in a very Southern Baptist place. Yeah, but then when you live in a Southern Baptist place and you say I'm agnostic and everyone's like, oh my God, what the fuck? It keeps you saying that a little bit longer because you're like, well, this must be legitimate because people hate it. When yeah. you kind of like grow your whatever and you're you meet normal people and you're like, I'm agnostic. And it, they respond like either like it's nothing because it is nothing mm -hmm. or they're like, sure. But what do you believe? Right. Yeah. Because yeah. agnostic I'm, is just a description of what you're doing. Right. Yeah. I believe oh. in nothing. That's yeah. nothing Lebowski. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much it. I mean, nihilism. I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah. That one bothers me too. No, nihilism is anarchy, nihilism, any of that should have like, oh, let's just get rid of everything. Yeah. Okay. Idiot. Like, yeah. No, like we didn't make it this far just to say, oh, actually, we were all wrong this whole time. <laughs> like, oh, you're the one who's right. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Nihilism. If somebody is nihilistic, as long as they're funny, that doesn't bother me. But nihilism yeah. as a philosophy bothers me because I'm like, Man, you believed in nothing so hard you wrote a whole goddamn book about it. Yeah. You're believing in something here, pal. Well, I'm on page 200. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, your manifesto uh, proves otherwise. Yeah. 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 Like, uh, what's his name? The Unabomber. Kaczynski. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, I think, I mean, atheism to me is basically a religion anyways, in some ways. Like, the mm -hmm. people who, like, that's their identity. Richard yeah, Dawkins, nice. you know, people like that where you're like, ah, oh, you're a fucking... What a buzzkill. Yeah, dude. Like people who want to get rid of like Christmas and shit. Or go to conferences at all. A buddy of mine, I already <sighs> mentioned him, Trey, mm -hmm. has done a few of them as the entertainment. Because yeah. he had one video where he said something about, uh, it was something about, I don't remember the point he was making, but the line mm -hmm. was, but I got to listen to you pray to a goddamn Sky Fairy before we eat fucking chicken every day. It was like a complaint about how you can't respect my beliefs, but I got to respect yours. Yeah. Because he said fake sky fairy. Yeah. All these like hardcore atheists were like, it's about time. Somebody he's with one your of accent, us. one of us. So he's like, you know, look, I'll take their money. Yeah. Uh, and I think he might be an atheist. He's just not. Anyway, that's not the point. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, I'm going to this conference. And I was like, wait, 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 what? He's like, yeah, it's like an atheist kind. He's like, yeah. they have conferences. I went to one. Yeah two actually but yeah but to yeah. me i'm like it was oh. the whole point of letting go of religion is that you don't have to do this like yeah. you're sitting at a fucking double tree arguing over what you don't believe in dog you're way more yeah. fucked up than i was when i was at fca without a doubt i was Dude. at least fingering girls and we weren't supposed to but that made it cooler oh yeah yeah fingering when you're supposed to is not that fun even if you do it really hard yeah, that's um I like you a lot. Thank you. 
I try to do it just as hard as possible. And I'm like, God, this must be right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, I went to a secular humanist society meeting once, which is like a fancy way of saying atheist. Oh, that's different. We're not gathering around our refusal to believe in God. We're gathering around our want to believe in something. Well, that's what I thought it was going to be. And what it turned into was an atheist rally. Okay. Well, that's why you Exactly. And where it turned into an hour of talking about how our city was going to be putting Christmas lights up in the courthouse, Mm -hmm. like their city hall, you know, kind of courthouse area, which I love. They've been doing this since I was a little kid and I fucking love Christmas lights. And they were like, oh, we want to protest it and do a life tree instead of a Christmas tree. And I said, I think I'm out of here. Yeah. You people are the fucking Grinch. Like, I'm not doing this. Yeah. Like, no, Christmas is amazing. It's not a Christian holiday. Like, just. Right. Yeah pagan as hell um yeah yeah so dude you just reminded me quick story okay and and i didn't run my bit on you but i used to have a bit about how annoying atheists are uh-huh. and i tried not to run it when we were having our conversation because i hate when i accidentally do that no i got you yeah. but i had a whole thing about them writing pamphlets <laughs> and then you said secular humanist my buddy warren tidwell he's an organizer in auburn alabama he's mm-hmm. a great guy hurricanes hit fema comes they take the pictures they donate some money and then they leave and the real work starts. Yeah. And Warren's one of the people in the South who does that real work. But he's also a secular humanist yeah. and he had been on a mission when he was younger and believed mm-hmm. and he left that. And then he started, according to him, he started kind of doing what we're talking about. Like he went okay. from a missionary for God to some sort of like atheism. Let me tell everybody about it. Gotcha. Yeah. The first time I met him was at a well-read show. I've done my joke, and the joke was giving me, you know, something like atheist giving me a fucking pamphlet. Dude, I left the Bible behind. One mm-hmm. of the most amazing pieces of literature ever. You think I'm going to read what you wrote in your mom's basement? So he comes up to meet us after and he goes, So, yeah. uh, I wanted you guys to read something I wrote. Um, it's a pamphlet. <laughs> I was like, Oh, no. <laughs> but his pamphlet was about helping people. Basically, as a as a what's the word secularist? Am I saying it correctly? Yeah, secularist. Yeah. yeah. So it was yeah. not just about like fuck God. It was like, hey, yeah, we should help people without even talking about God. Right. And he ended up becoming one of my good buddies. But it was, I think, the only time in my life, at least one of the only times in my life, where I was like faced with the very person I had been making fun of, and he yeah. took it on the chin, and that's why Warren rules. <laughs> that's a good, yeah. No, I mean, the, I can. I can get behind like that idea of like this, you know, secular humanist bullshit, but like it just, in my instance of meeting these idiots, it turned into a, let's all go around in a circle and tell people why we hate God. I was like, well, I don't know about this, man. This feels like church to me a little bit. Uh (laughs) And I was like, and I kind of, uh, not a big fan of it either. Anyone telling me not to celebrate a holiday is going to become an enemy to me. And church told me not to celebrate Halloween these atheist fuckers told me not to celebrate Christmas. I was like, well, don't you take just, our day off. Yeah. You just took the one, two punch. I mean, I'm trying to live a magical life and I can't do that Hell without yeah. holidays. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. yes. I'm going to take away that. like, take away like, you know, St. Patrick's day or some bullshit. Nah, let the kids have that one, dude. That's it's like, as long as I'm far enough from it, like one street over, true. A bunch of 22 year olds in all green, puke green beer. Yeah. Well, it just warms my heart. Yeah. It is pretty nice. It's like whenever it snows here, which it hardly does, but when it does, it's fun to watch people just get into wrecks and like 15 car pileups because they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Which neither do I, but I'm not driving. So, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing. It's fun to watch chaos from a distance. Yeah. 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 So, well, I wanted to say two things. There's something odd. Atheists do this. Sometimes I feel like punk or like youth movements kind of do this. There's always something odd to me when a movement defines itself by what they hate, because your life is as defined by the concept of God. If all we're talking about in this meeting is God, Mm -hmm. that's so strange to me because if if you you let go of that, then move on, get a new thing. Right. You haven't let go of it. What it is, is you're mad that it's not true. And I identify with that. (laughs) I remember when I started to let go of my religious beliefs, there was a part of me that was disappointed. Mm-hmm. because it was like oh fuck so like we're not yeah. we're not right 
Yeah. Yeah. The death thing is what did it for me. What made me feel, what made it hard for me to like fully let go was like, so what happens when I go? Cause yeah. it terrifies. It still does. Like I still think about it where I'm like, God, man, I hope I'm not wrong about this. And then it's like, have you ever heard the quote? I mean, this is like somewhat related, but Arthur C. Clarke, where it's like, there are two possible, it's talking about aliens. And he's like, there are two possibilities in the universe that one, we are completely alone and one that we're not. And both are equally as terrifying. That's yeah. the same thing. Like with 100%. death, it's like, it's terrifying no matter what there is an afterlife, which I can't imagine, or there's nothing, which I also can't imagine. It's like, fuck this yeah, sucks. It's that is at the heart of the great paradox, in my opinion, of being alive and conscious. Yeah. Like, like two seconds after awareness clicked on. I mean, it's probably a year after awareness kicked on, but yeah. Right after awareness kicked on the, like one of the first things the brain did was like, Oh man. So either I end or I go on forever. And both of them, and that was me, by the way, as a young man, the idea of living forever freaked yeah. me out so bad that like, I almost, I want to say I welcome death now, but like, because yeah. I believed for years that I was going to live forever and it yeah. absolutely mortified me mm -hmm. now knowing that I won't, I'm pretty good. I'm like, cool. Oh, it fucks my head up, dude. I want to live forever. Dude. Like not in heaven. I want to live like here forever. Damn. Oh yeah. Bill. Well, that's part of it. But I mean, yeah, if they keep adding shit to the menu, I mean, what yeah, else man. am I going to do? I just hate that I won't know. Like, I hate that I won't know who won the Super Bowl after yeah, I die. Yeah, but you won't know that you won't know. I know, but it's still not knowing. Like, I want to know yeah. everything that happens. I, I wish, if I'm honest, I wish we had 500 years. And then I think yeah. I'd be over it. I think that's, that's probably fair. 500 years would be amazing. But I think if we had 500 years, history would move more slowly and then i would mm -hmm. feel the way that i do now i would be like oh but what's going to happen 1500 years from right now? yeah because it's just time being relative to yeah your life yeah because I mean, i'm curious about what's going on if we're still here in fifth in like 5475 yeah. the yeah. year but well, curious is all i got well that, i really yeah. really really am upset that i'm not going to know what's happening in 2120 yeah well it's the same that exact same relationship happens while you're alive because when you're a kid say seven you've only been alive seven years so if somebody says oh this is going to happen six six months from now you're like jesus christ now i'm almost 30 if somebody says something's happened six months from now i'm like oh that's nothing that's only six months from now but it's because yeah. i've been alive 30 years so yeah. like that relationship already exists like now yeah which so yeah imagine if you live 500 years a year next year means nothing to you and 10 years means nothing to you. So yeah, I still yeah. want to know everything though. Yeah. I hate it. We're in it now. 29. Is that what you said you were? Yeah. Yeah. 30 next month. What is that? Are you a young millennial? I think so. Yeah. 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 Cause millennial is like 84 to 94. I think if I'm not mistaken, I'm a, I'm, I'm 84. I know that I'm the old one. I don't know what it is. Yeah. So I'm the, cat where the where the caps of you know either okay. end yeah 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 because i know i looked it up one time because i was like what what the hell is all this stuff and i was like oh okay i like barely knocked into the uh, millennial group you could probably go whichever way you wanted you know yeah i probably fit in more with the millennial group if i was just you know going off of you know the uh tenant the standard tenets of millennialism i could see that yeah, yeah. but i wonder if you're getting that from like Cause like, I, I remember not even knowing I was a millennial mm -hmm. because I'm such an old millennial. Yeah. When people first started shitting on us. I was already like 25. Yeah. I was like, yeah, these fucking, yeah. Everything you're saying is true. <laughs> Fuck these kids. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, they're talking about me. Well, you know, the yeah. reason we're acting like this is cause fucking we don't own houses and the goddamn, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I got defensive. Yeah. Well, I definitely feel more gen X than millennial. I could see that. Like, that's how I, re I mean, I feel more like I relate to that mindset. By the way, that's a very Gen Z thing to say. Yeah, I know. <laughs> They're very in the Gen X. I know, because it's a, it's the 20 years fucking yeah. back thing where everything repeats after 20 years. Close like, the art, yeah. all of it. Yeah, nobody wants to be 10 years back. They all want to be 20 years back. Yeah. Yeah. One yeah, of my I friends. Know. That's true. It's like a, it's not really a joke, but, it, you know, there's a thing of people like, 
yeah, we made fun of these kids for wearing Nirvana shirts. I mean, like, mm-hmm. do you know that's a band? You don't even know that's a band. And yeah. one day, one of them went, it's a band? Fuck yeah, let me check that out. And they're super into it now. Yeah, yeah. Do you like, I hate Nirvana, by the way. I like Nirvana fine. I'm, I hate the uh, Kurt Cobain worship. Bothers me. So wait, you hate the fans then? Oh, well, that's actually more of a fair point. Well, I just, no, it's more that I don't like Kurt Cobain. Yeah, you're not. Kind of despise Kurt Cobain. But you don't then. dig him as far as, as an artist? Um, the hip, him being the hypocrisy of him, you know. Like he's like against materialism and being rich, but then he yeah. got, got a lot of money. It's the same reason I hate Rage Against the Machine. Same thing. You, they you are the machine. They're the machine. Tom Morello lives in a mansion, but also hates yeah. that they're billionaires. It's like, well, yeah. you would become a billionaire if your music just kept getting more and more famous. Right. Eventually he would become a billionaire. There's no cap on how much money a musician can make. It's just based on your popularity. Right. So why is the CEO of, you know, whatever, uh, Starbucks, a piece well, of I don't shit. know how Tom Morello feels about that. But for me, I, f- I think there's a huge difference between like an artist and an athlete who made a lot of money. And then someone mm-hmm. who like, made sure that his employees didn't have benefits for the last 20 years. Yeah, but and I, I think that I, might I be agree. why there are very few musicians who are billionaires. The only ones I know of started other companies. See, it yeah. sounds like I'm defending Morello and I'm, I'm not necessarily. No, I know what, yeah, I know what you mean though. Like, so I've done a lot of work <clears throat> with unions uh, mm-hmm. and, and labor stuff in the last like two, three years. And Morello yeah. always comes through when they asked him to. Mm-hmm. Now he does it because he's, I think he's aware that like his name gets attention and then the money gets raised and he's always donated sure. a lot, which yeah. I respect, but I also yeah. understand what you're saying, which is like, you're against the thing that you are. Mm-hmm. And that it's like, I don't, I mean, look, I don't know where, where I fall on that personally. Yeah. I used to have a joke about it. Like I feel about rich people, the way conservative senators feel about gay people. Yeah. Like I fucking hate them. Yeah. But I really, really, really want to be one too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with Cobain, this is dark. Uh-huh. But like in his defense, he fucking killed himself. Like it's really yeah. hard for you to take that from him, Cody. Like you're like, he says he hated materialism. Well, he did blow his goddamn brains out. Well, but it's not just about the materialism thing. It's like him hating him always talking about like in all these things, even in his suicide note, he's talking about how much he hated being famous. Well, you could, you could stop performing in front of a hundred thousand people. He did. (laughs) (laughs) I know, but I'm saying, but he talks about like how much he loves music for like the purity of music. And like, I wish I could just go back to performing in clubs. I don't think that's true, but I do think he believed it. Well, I mean, but you can, just because you're famous, it's not like you're banned from performing at a club. Yeah. But you do look like the pretentious asshole. Now, then we sit around on our podcast and we're like, how many of this fucking guy's performing at clubs? What a dick. Yeah, but at least he would have been around to raise his kid. Agree with that. I agree yeah. with that. And not let Courtney love raise her, which it turned yeah. out pretty well for her. But Jesus, you know, you have to be a pretty big monster to be like, actually, I'll leave you in this uh, yeah. meth head's hands. Yeah. Well, I was just one. trying to have some fun. I think Morello is on paper more defensible than. Oh, for sure. Than Cobain. Yeah. I think that we all live in this weird space right now. If we're going to talk about what do you want to call it, the last stages of capitalism or mm-hmm. this debate about not right versus left, like what we got in America, where it's like, yeah. shoot, but black hands, but <laughs> but like right versus left in terms of how to economically sort our society. Yeah. I think there's going to be a lot of people who come across as hypocrites. And they probably are, but mm-hmm. it's like, well, what should I mean, I guess I'll ask you, what should Morello do? Not wear Che Guevara t-shirts. So keep his money. And <laughs> yeah, have mansion. money. It's cool to have money. Yeah, I mean, if but, you I but mean, don't, if you, but then you can't you can't associate yourself with revolutionaries if you do that. Because you're not one. I mean, I'm not saying you can't be like, oh, Che Guevara had a lot of good ideas or something, but to yeah. literally make a career based on like we are the music equivalent of Che Guevara, Fidel Castro, yeah. um, you know, these revolutionary guerrillas and like, you know, all your songs are about fighting the rich and like give the right. money back. And I'm not saying he doesn't donate some money, but he also 
does not live in the conditions that like Che Guevara was living in. Well, I guess that's what like I'm asking. That kind what of thing, what condition know? should he live in to make him not a hypocrite? Well, that's the that is the tough question. Is at what point does he become? Hmm. It's a good question. I think you might have got me on this one. I wasn't trying to get you. No, 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 no. I know, but I'm just saying. Like, I mean, I, yeah, because the argument is the exact same thing as far as like, well, what what amount of money is too much money for a person to have? There's well, a, so what amount of money is right too much for him to not be part of the common people? Yeah, and he well, and he's not. He's definitely no, not. Even no. if you choose to give up most of your money, the fact that you were allowed to make that choice means you're not a part of that. Right. But, you know, I True. think he's aware of that. Or I hope he is. I think for me with rage, there's a lawyer that I used to work with. I used to be an attorney a long time ago uh, okay. who's now in, he was a public defender at that time. He's now in the lawyer's guild. The lawyer's guild is one of the most fucking hardcore. They sue the people who are suing the people. They're fucking really trying to. Hmm. Uh, it doesn't matter. The point is, this man is living mm-hmm. his life by his ideals. Right. And what he said, not about Morello, but about really Zach De La Rocha, mm-hmm. that stuck with me was he goes, Drew, not one song about the time he loved a girl. Not a single song about yeah. being sad, about heartbreak. Every single song. And I was like, okay, that is as an artist, if you're making a yeah. decision to put out art or content <clears throat> or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. you've made a decision to do it a specific way. Right. Now, it's fair for us to question if they mean any of that. You know, were you sincere mm-hmm. at all? In a very different field, Aziz Zari comes to mind. Aziz Zari got canceled for having a bad day. Yeah, I know. But the yeah, reason yeah. Aziz Zari got canceled is he built his whole career on being a feminist. Right. And a good guy. Right. You know, and people were like, ugh, you're yeah. not that. Right. Yeah. As soon as you even teeter from the thing right. that you're, right. what you've made your persona as. Yeah. All yeah. his fans liked that about him. Right. To find out that he maybe didn't mean it. Well, you know what I mean? The people right. who are now defending Aziz, and, the, and I think they're right to a certain extent, mm-hmm. he should have been canceled, but they never liked him in the first place. So they're not, sure. that's why he's not selling out theaters. Right. They're just defending. They're anti-cancellation. Right. Especially and especially cancellation that isn't really, like, right. warranted. Right. Like, so, but I mean, so my point is, like, you know, talk about separating the art and the artist or whatever. Mm-hmm. Rage Against the Machine absolutely created with a point of view mm-hmm. and a mindset. You know, now, that's still it's still fair to question if Morello's a total fucking hypocrite. Yeah. I think that I've seen him do enough stuff that for me, I'm like, eh, Morello's probably one of the good guys. Now, yeah. when I say good guys, I mean, you know, I'm comparing them to other rock stars. Let's keep in mind that these are people who historically have slept with 14-year-olds, broken every law, and said, point blank, many of them, I got famous so that I could act better than other people. So, like, right. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a, yeah, it's not a monastery. No. I mean, it's a... <laughs> It's a low bar. Yeah, true. What true. I guess what I'm saying is I think Tom Morello's okay for a rock star, and that really is a low bar. That's probably true. I mean, yeah, because, I mean, yeah. Yeah, maybe I just want to hate things sometimes. Maybe. Because <laughs> it's kind of fun. It is Like, fun. In, in some ways, it's kind of fun to just shit on people who, like, haven't really done anything wrong. I mean, Tom Morello's never been an asshole to anyone, as far as I know. Or just I shit mean, on people no one else seemingly is shitting on. Yeah, people don't really shit on Tom Morello. But I do still see a little bit of hypocrisy. But maybe my, it should be, maybe I should knock it down a, a peg or two. I mean, I don't know what you should do. I was going to tell you that I think you're too agreeable, but I was afraid you would agree with me. Um, yeah, I agree for sure. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. But I, I mean, yeah. you know, He's got to answer that for himself. Yeah. It is fair for us to sit around a podcast and question it. True. But I think it's an interesting question. If you build your art or your worldview on that, then mm. what do you do if you get fame and, and the money that comes with it? Right. Well, it's one of those things where like everyone who's young is an idealist and it's yeah. easy to be. So like there's a, I mean, it's another quote. This isn't like my thought, but it's um, like if you're young and a Republican, then you're an idiot. And if you're old and a liberal, then you're an idiot. Like they're like, it's like you 
can't be like a young heartless heartless heartless, that's what sorry yeah yeah so like when you're young it's and it's much easier to be like that idealist because like Mm -hmm. so i think like raging against machines starting out probably i don't know early 20s very idealistic reading like a lot of revolutionary texts on the stuff and they they don't expect that they're going to become millionaires one day right but then when they do it's like can you still play can you still perform music about being anti-rich when you are rich right like at what point is it like oh this is now fake or or i'm just still doing this but i'm only attacking people who have even more money than i do so like rich doesn't mean oh my level of rich it means the up the next level up oh i see you think there's a hypocrisy in we hate rich people and then as soon as we become rich we hate billionaires yes yes i think there are people who are millionaires i think millionaires hate billion or the millionaires who still live on with those kind of you know idealistic mindsets which i'm not saying is bad but like when they become millionaires it's like well no 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 i don't hate millionaires i hate billionaires so anyone should be able to have a million record reflect right now that drew morgan is fine with millionaires across the board right now before he ever got there but (laughs) billionaires he hates now i'm fine with billionaires i'm fine with billionaires i mean i think i'm not fine with people um doing things doing something illegal exploitative which i know knocks out about 99 percent of billionaires but i don't think having a billion dollars necessarily guarantees that you're a piece of shit it's hard for me to imagine real hard where it's not but i guess it's like if through art or you know fame in general maybe like lebron james is probably getting close and i don't know if he's a good guy or not but he's someone who i could potentially see except then you go yeah but his shoes are made now, he right. didn't. He didn't choose that. You know, he had to pick from Reebok, Nike, Adidas, uh, Under Armour. Those are his right. choices. All of them have fucking yeah. sweatshops. It's the anti Michael Jordan argument, right? Is it? Yeah, he's a he's a piece of shit because it's little six year olds making his damn shoes in Malaysia. Yeah, I think he's a piece of shit. It turns out well, he's a fucking psychopath. Well, I know. I was gonna say that retirement uh, speech. He just like makes up people to be mad at. Oh, he is. He is a monster of a human being, but I love it. Like there's yeah. some part of me that likes, because he doesn't pretend to be a nice person. He and, has never come out and been like, no, man, I'm a really good guy. Once you get to know me. No, he's he put like that in the ball. You yeah. Know, he's not like he could have been, you know, a fucking prosecutor who was putting people behind bars who maybe yeah. didn't do it. No, he's just fucking yeah. making Carl Malone, who, by the way, not a great guy. Yeah. Looked like an idiot in the finals. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think we're really talking about like sort of a moral, like, are we comfortable with moral relativity, mm-hmm. moral relativism? Yeah. Or are we not? And I think to exist in the world that we live in, you got to be somewhat comfortable with it because things happen in certain, certain contexts. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think it's okay to say the way the world is structured is bullshit. Mm-hmm. The fact that you can game this system, if you have enough power and money that you can buy our senators, that you can skirt yeah. our tax laws is fucking bullshit without a doubt. And if, and then in doing so, you make great art and make a lot of money. I don't think you're necessarily automatically a hypocrite because, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't know about Morello. Maybe I'm speaking for me because I want to be successful. Yeah. But I also think everything's bullshit. Yeah. Uh, I do think you can make money and not be evil. For sure. It's just that the evil people are making it harder and harder to do that. Yeah. Well, and you can make more money faster by being evil. It's a lot easier to become a billionaire in one lifetime if you do things that are unfavorable and immoral. But it doesn't mean that you can't become a billionaire by being, by just creating a product that people love. Like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I know Jeff Bezos is probably, I mean, those Amazon warehouses are basically sweatshops, but like, I mean, if they weren't, if they were like great conditions, I, to me, you wouldn't have the money, but also I feel like no matter how much there is just like an, where it's unpleasable for people. Like where, yeah, but Bezos no matter how much where money, you should start with that argument. Well, I know I shouldn't have brought yeah. Bezos was not the right one. Yeah, look, man, you can't please anybody. It's like first thing they'll tell you is that this guy who completely changed the way that our fucking economy works by yeah. uh, what did he uh, undervalued his own c- company on purpose? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Like the, the string of things that guy did. Well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Like, it's hard for me to just hate. Like, I don't necessarily just hate the rich is sure. more like what I'm just saying. Like, yeah, I think I, I hate people that do things that use being rich to get away with things that me or like, not just me, but like anyone who's like, you know, not rich uh, would not be able to get away with. I cannot fudge my taxes and get away with it. Right. I hate, They sure can. Right. I hate the way that the American system politically and business corporate wise. Yes. Has been gained over and over, over generations to where people can exploit. Yeah. And, I hate the rich is a quick way to say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, because those the, tend but, to be the more exploitative people. Right, but going back to my joke, part of the joke was was that I'm a hypocrite. What was yeah. that I'm that and was that that hatred often stems from jealousy. Yeah, which most hatred, a lot of hatred does. Right. Yeah. But I do genuinely hate where we're at personally. I can't mm-hmm. believe this is what we're talking about. Uh <laughs> Yeah. In America, in terms of the middle class is disappearing. Yeah. Uh, you know, the biggest new home buyer in America by a lot last year was BlackRock. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, um, venture capitalist. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a venture capitalist company called BlackRock. So, like, yeah. that I hate. Yeah. And that's what I mean when I say I hate the rich. I don't yeah. fault Tom Morello for, you know wanting to fly to Paris when he wants to. Right. Cause like he goes pretty hard. I, mean, I don't know if you yeah. listen to the rage. Oh, I love him. I, no, yeah. I like the band, like yeah. the music. I mean, yeah. I love Rage Against the Machine's music. Yeah. Like, I grew up playing the guitar, massive fan of Tom Morello, like yeah. of his, of like artist Tom Morello, I guess is more like, yeah. Cause yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not going to not listen to Rage Against the Machine and I'll still probably listen to Nirvana a little bit here and there. It's just whenever I listen to it, it is hard for me not to think, God, you bastard. You bastard. <laughs> you piece of shit. Tom Morello would Eddie Vedder never would have done this. Yeah. I got in trouble on my own podcast recently because we were talking about killing your heroes. Yeah, yeah. And I just brought up some things some leftists have said about Dolly Parton. I wasn't even saying it was my opinion. It was none of that. People yeah. Like, what the? Don't you ever fucking come for Dolly, oh, dude. no, dude. First Dolly time I saw your clips is because you had a Dolly t-shirt on, dog. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, man. Dude, Dolly Parton is an untouchable person, man. Like, it is. Yeah. I've learned that about Taylor Swift recently. Oh, really? That, yeah. I mean, because I just did like a little thing about her possibly being a succubus from hell. And mm-hmm. it turned into you know the how innocent thing well i mean i don't know that i'm even necessarily wrong and uh it, yeah boy it turned into a a real swifty shit storm you no know? one hates taylor swift more than my wife uh God, i might have her running for her money on this one yeah, yeah. I'd, love to, I'd love to see you guys go at it over a drink i am gonna let you go i'm gonna try to yeah, yeah. watch football for whatever reason gotcha. just to be disappointed but um yeah what was i gonna say oh i just wanted to say that i saw a diarrhea planet at Bonnaroo, close out with a cover of Bulls on Parade. And, you know, Tom Morello, in my opinion, deserves a mansion. Agreed. Fuck it. <laughs> Give him a mansion. I'll agree with you again. Why not? One. Marty? <laughs> One mansion, Tom. Yeah. We find out you fucking have two. I swear to God, I'm coming with the miners. Oh, if there's a summer home, I'm fucking burning let every me catch damn you summer home, Tom. Dude, hey, I appreciate you coming on. This has been awesome, Thanks, dude. Cody. More than welcome anytime. Yeah. Uh, boy, this conversation got much different than it started. We started <laughs> off talking about pulling out our peckers for money, and we sure did. <laughs> boy, did we end uh, actually in some ways pretty similar. Um, <laughs> oh, got you, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, uh, check out Drew Morgan. Check out where. So this is going to come out next. This co- or not this coming Tuesday, but the next. I don't know if that might fuck up. Yeah. The show. Uh, okay. I got uh, San Francisco, um, December sixth, seventh, and eighth, and I've got Nashville at Zany's Comedy Club, 
whatever that weekend is, like the 12th, 13th, 14th, or the okay. 14th, 15th, 16th. Um, you can go to drewmorgancomedy.com or follow me on Twitter. I also have podcasts, uh, Gravy Baby. You can come on anytime you want. We call Look it yeah, we call it spreading joy for shitty people. Uh, it's like imagine, I mean, you'd, you'd genuinely be perfect for it. Uh, you. you should come on whenever you want. The idea is we talk to people about what makes them happy. Okay. Uh, but we but we only talk to people who hate that shit. Like if you've ever okay. said eat pray love unironically, we don't want you. Oh yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah, you're my you're my guy. <laughs> no right? way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd stick a screwdriver in my temple if I did yeah. that. Rosemary yeah, positive Kennedy vibes style. for trash people. That's the podcast. Well, there it positive is. Positive vibes for people who hate the phrase positive vibes. <laughs> oh boy yeah yeah i could not be more of a target audience than oh yeah <laughs> dude well thank you again so much i'm gonna let you go again welcome back anytime uh drew morgan ladies and gentlemen and be sure to you know keep checking out the podcast we'll help this some bitch grow a little bit all right buddy have a good one